Every empire needs a leader to encourage, energize, and elevate them. We are Eskimos Empire, and this is the Eskimos Coaches Show with our leader, Jason Moss. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube, where you can earn a $100 travel credit. JiffyLubeService.ca. Here's Morley Scott with Jason Moss on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. Hey, good evening, everybody. Hope your evening is uh, going well. It's been 10 days since we saw an Eskimo game. That was in Winnipeg, a loss to fall to 2-1. and one. Still another three days before we see another game. That'll be Thursday night in Vancouver against the BC Lions. The head coach of the Eskimos, Jason Moss, joins us on the coach's show tonight. Uh, coach, do you call it a bye week or just a week without the players around so you can get some work done? Yeah, pretty much a week without the players. So no, we got we still got work done. The coaches had some days off, but uh, there's quite a few of us still around and a lot of players around still as well. You know, every night I was every day I was in the office. Um, go downstairs um, and see some players working out or on the field. So the guys that stuck around did a lot of work still, and um, it was good to see them. Do coaches like bye weeks? Because it seems, coach, when you win, you want to keep the momentum rolling. When you lose, you want to make corrections and just get back on the field. Uh, players like it because they get a break and everything. How do coaches Yeah, do? I think it's the same way for us. I mean, we take it as they come, and we get three of them during the year, and, you know, it's our time to rest up and get to sleep a little bit. Um, you know, coaches put in long hours during the season, so anytime you can rest up and uh, break the monotony of the season, it's a good thing. So, um, you know, some guys got to go home. I know Travis Brown got to go down and see his brother get married. So that was kind of a good deal for him. And, you know, others got to just be with their families around town. So, um, you know, it, it's it's always nice to take a break from anything you do if you do it for a job and for a living. Yeah, for sure. I was It was interesting talking to a lot of guys the last couple of days. Not a lot of them went away. They mm-hmm. maybe went to the mountains. They did some stuff around town. But they usually, especially the first bye week, because guys have been away from home since, you know, mid-May or early May. They want to go home and, you know, see their family, see their, get some home cooking, whatever the case may be. But I haven't heard this many guys say they stayed around until I remember going back to 2015 when the Eskimos had the last week of the season off and they were going in the playoffs. I think they made a conscious decision to stay and, and, and be around town, but you must like that as a coach, especially a coach who's trying to build team unity with a, with a lot of new faces. You must like that. Yeah, we talked about in the offseason, you know, um, a number of the guys that st- stuck around, Matt, uh, Beard, um, Kinger, Blair, uh, Mondo, we talked um kind of just pick their brains a little bit about the season coming up and things that we could do to 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 make our team better chemistry and 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 closer quicker and one of the thoughts was to have the first bye week where those guys would be enticed to stick around and so you know they came up with a a little deal up north where they went shooting together and had a a barbecue up north uh together i think it was in athabasca Uh, about 20 20 or 25 guys went up there and did that and then like you said i mean alberta's beautiful during the summer you get there's so many different things to do and Mm -hmm. so guys went to Banff, went to jasper uh but yeah you're right the the thing was they stuck around and stayed in alberta and you know you're not going to go to those places for the whole week you get to go for a couple days and come back and when you're back you know, guys, our, our facilities are nice. I mean, it's, it's, it is nice to come to the stadium and work out yeah. and, you know, still do some stuff. And we talked about being in better shape, even better fit than what we feel like we are right now. So that when we came back on day A, that we weren't just the first time we had done something. So there was lifts, there was things to do. And I think our guys took a complete advantage of this, of this buy. Now, you have really put, uh, at least looking from the outside, a real focus on team bonding and team unity this year. We saw it starting through training camp 
camp, and I know you talked about how you're going to keep it up throughout the year. So you obviously had a few things planned for this week. Uh, tell me about what you did when guys got back and, and how it went. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple things we did. I mean, we've we've got guys grouped into gr- to groups. I mean, they've been put into a group of eight uh, for the entire season, so they're one through eight. There's about eight guys in each group. Um, you know, the first thing we did when we came back was we had a ping pong uh, day. So there's a ping pong in our locker room, uh, and we picked a, a guy from each group to, to represent the group, and they got to play up to a, a game of four. Um, you know, so that was pretty cool and got to see that. And that obviously everything counts for points for competition for the end of the year. And then we went bowling as an organization. You know, that was something that we talked about in the offseason. It wasn't that we wanted to be tight as a team. We wanted to be more tight as an organization. And when you have three different levels uh, in, in the organization, you have, you know, um, it's different than what it was 20 years ago when I arrived in Edmonton. We were in a smaller venue, not as many people working for the Eskimos, it seemed like. So now it's bigger. And, and in order to be closer, to be as tight as you want the organization to be, you got to go out and do stuff together. And so we had a barbecue uh, after our day A. You know, we had Nietzsche's Pizza come in and they, they fed us. Um, you know, they do a great job of supporting us. Um, so Peter there, he's, he's a phenomenal man and he's always, he's, 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 he's done that a few times for us and so he, he provided a meal for a whole organization so the guys got to come down and enjoy our company and um you know and guys got to know no different people and then after that we went bowling and we had a great uh, day at, at, at reds in the west head and uh did a um a, a bowling out venue there and I think we had 24 lanes with almost five guys per lane so that was over almost 100 people there and you know so we had two games apiece and we kept score and you know guys got the some points for their group and you know at the end of the day it was great you know you take video you look back on that video I think I took a minute long video of it and just to hear the guys laughing and, and uh you know enjoying each other's company it's a lot like our team meetings are right now before we decide to get to work you know everyone's around waiting for the last minute till we start on time and you know, you hear the voices, you hear people talking and, and, and how much fun it is to be around each other. And, you know, that that speaks volumes and it definitely helps you become closer and the closer teams win. I mean, you look at all the championship teams that, that are around, you know, the one thing they talk about is chemistry and you either got it or you don't. And the ones that do, it's defined and it's easy to see. And the ones that don't, you can tell as well. Uh, I saw some snippets on social media from some of the players and indeed it looked like uh, they were having a great time, which is, I guess, the the reason for it all. Um, and you keep in score. And when you got pro athletes and you keep in score, it doesn't matter what you're doing, right? They're into it and they're and they're so competitive at everything, right? Yeah, there's no question. So, I mean, everything we do, we keep score. We shot free throws all camp and in through the first three weeks, uh, three weeks of the season, you know, we, we shot free throws as a team and, you know, I, you have the percentages for each group and, you know, you get to see, you know, how much pride people have and and then obviously the ping pong we're keeping score we you know we played washers you know as a, as a team thing we played lawn darts as a team you know we've we've done different activities uh so far that and everything is about keeping score it's about competing against one another and about you know being held accountable if you're not very good at it do you go practice do you try harder do you know all those things so um you know ultimately at the end of the day it's all about getting guys out of their comfort zone um you know the groups we put you know different position guys into different groups so you know linebackers aren't always with linebackers they're with running backs and old linemen and you know that that's kind of what you want you want a team you don't want a bunch of groups you yeah. want to, or I, I guess we're in groups but at least it's all spread out 
coaches are always taking notes. Are you learning thing, things about certain players and your team as you're watching all these activities go by, not just this weekend, but throughout training camp and the regular season so far? Well, you just get to know people better. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what this is about, too. I mean, it's about getting to know individuals better, um, seeing how they deal with adversity, seeing how they deal with humility and, um, you know, and just the the closeness it's easy to talk to the guys you know and easy to talk to your group you're around them all the time but when you're in the other groups and you're kind of you have to force it and it gets more comfortable seeing it i i've watched guys that you know kind of come out of their shell a little bit um you know and we have also done stuff where this year i'm meeting with you know there's about six groups on our team anyways for for positions and i'm able to meet with you know each one of them at least three times this year after every game i meet with a different group and you know we had a questionnaire filled out at the beginning of the year to ask them you know different questions just to get a little snippet of what they're like off the field and you know we took that as a group and said you know what are the dbs like you know what what's their favorite color what's their favorite movie what's their favorite book what's their jobs they've done what vacation do they want to go on so it's all about just learning the individual and get to know them and how they fit in with a group of people and what their interests really are everyone's interested in football everyone loves football but what do you love outside of football and if hopefully there's a lot of similarities between our players and when there are similarities you want people to know that hey you're very similar why don't you if you you guys want to take a vacation to Bali, well, why don't we win a Grey Cup and you guys take your time? How about three of you guys go? You guys say that's your dream vacation. Why don't you guys do it? You know, so, you know, that that's it's, it's big. I think it's huge to kind of get to know each other. I think once you get to know someone, you play harder for each other as well. Have you done this because of all the new faces or did you see something last year that you said, we got to make this team I better? think it's a little bit of both. I think you learn more and more every year of, of the importance of this. Uh, I think it's always something in the back of your mind. You always, again, I've been around sports my whole life, and I know what good teams are. I know what good tight teams are. You know, I know when you're playing for one another. Uh, I know what chemistry is is like, what it feels like. And, you know, I don't think at all at times last year we did play for one another and, and we're that tight. We were week 18. I mean, that was one of the funnest weeks I've had coaching here was week 18 when we were out of the playoffs and just guys were playing for each other. They are having fun. We wanted to finish strong, finish for one another, and it meant something to play for each other. Um, you know, I, I wanted to bottle that or wanted to figure out how that happened. And, you know, you talk to some guys, you figure out some things, and, you know, ultimately you, you, you pay mind to it. And one of the biggest things I learned this offseason talking to other coaches or reading different things was if you want chemistry, you better build it and keep it going and um, always nurture it. It's not something to just... There's no light switch, right? No, it, it, you just got to keep building it and keep doing things to build it and talk about the importance of it and get guys to buy into that part. But ultimately, it's something they have to buy into, but something you have to basically usher as well. And you get great leaders on your team, great people on your team that think like-minded. I mean, ultimately, that's what you want. You want a whole bunch of like-minded individuals that believe in that kind of stuff and understand the importance of it. And then that are unselfish and play for each other. I mean, there's nothing better than wanting to play for someone else. I mean, not just playing for yourself, playing for somebody else, playing, you know, the sport that you love and knowing it's a team that, that makes it happen. I imagine if you look back on your playing career, the tightest teams you remember, you probably ended up playing in a Grey Cup game or having a well, team. Well, I mean, yeah, the, yeah. the two, two that I played for in 03 and 05, we were very tight, and we even brought in a lot of new faces in 05, and, you know, we taught them the way, the guys that were new, there were a lot of really good players, a lot of good people, 
but the guys that were vets here knew what it was like to win and knew what it was like to be an Eskimo and you know understand the traditions here and held people accountable to that and that those were tight teams you know the, when I when I first got here the first six years I mean those were as tight as teams I've ever been around um, we didn't win it every year and again you can be a tight great team you it's hard to win it's hard to win it all um, but ultimately, that's what you feel best about. You know, you 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 give yourself the best chance when you when you are playing for one another. I don't know. It sounds like you've made some changes in the way you're approaching things as a coach. Has this situation and 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 mixing it up a little bit has that challenged you a little bit as a coach to to get better and to do things differently? Well, it's 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 not easy. I mean, this is, puts a lot more on your plate. I mean. But it's different things on your plate. You know, I'm, I'm a big X's and O's guy. I love football. I love the strategy of football. I love watching film and, and thinking about the game and game planning and, and things like that. This is a whole another thing. I spend another part of my day now, you know, thinking up other things, you know, reading on different things, uh, you know, the books I read in the offseason, you know, talking to the players, you know, having the captain's club, having, you know, these groups that you meet. That's all time and energy that's spent, but it's well spent and it's much needed and you know that's made me think differently it's it's not taking away the importance that I feel that you know being an X's and O coach is but the importance of being one of the leaders that helps you know the team chemistry part or just overall holding people more accountable and finding different ways of doing that and constantly talking to people about that kind of stuff um, you know that that's different it's more energy spent You've been back on the field for three days since the bye week ended. How have the guys looked coming back? They've been great. I mean, uh, you know, we've we've been doing some different things. You know, you you're working on some things. You know, the the guys are flying around, and so I know, like I said, they did stuff during the bye week, and that was a big importance for us is to not come back rusty, come back in shape, ready to run. And guys have done that through three days. So you know, obviously, we have our game plans. We're learning uh, for this game. Um, you know, we got another game a day to to kind of finalize that stuff. But the effort and um, attitude and uh, physical play is there. It's just a matter of honing in on our on our uh, mental side. You know, to to finish this week off. BC Lions are next up for the Eskimos. That'll be on Thursday night in Vancouver. Game time is eight o'clock. Countdown to kickoff here on six thirty. Chid will begin at six. We'll uh, talk about that game when we come back. I'm Morley Scott. This is the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss, brought to you by Jiffy Lube on the Voice of One Empire. Six thirty. Chid. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Moss and Morley, brought to you by Jiffy Lube, where you can earn a $100 travel credit. JiffyLubeService.ca on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. Uh, back with the coach at 7.50 on a Monday night. Morley Scott along with uh, Jason Moss. Uh, I asked for a couple of questions on Twitter today uh, to uh, Eskimo fans out there, and i got a couple we'll, uh, we'll throw at you, Jason. First off, uh, Gene asks, uh, he wants to hear about who the new leaders are on and off the field. I think you've with some of the names you've mentioned with the guys you've talked to this week, you kind of answered that question, but he, he asked about that and what has led to the elevated play of the defense this year? Well, the the leaders themselves, I mean, on and off the field, we've got uh, quite a few of them, but the new ones and the guys that um, were voted captains were Larry Dean, Trevor Harris, and Calvin McCarty. Uh, Matt O'Donnell was one of the, the guys as well. Um, and we pick new ones every week. Mondo Sewell was one of them as well. So the captains, those three pick the two new ones every week. Um, but we've got, you know, those five guys have stepped up tremendously and really led our locker room, I feel, 
but uh, I, I think everybody's holding each other accountable right now. So, do, do you feel there was a you lost Mike Riley, you lost J.C. Sheard, you lost some other guys? Was there a leadership void in your room that you had to fill and you had to figure out how to fill it? Well, I think anytime you're, I mean, over the last three years, we've lost a number of guys, mm-hmm. particularly from the the 15 Grey Cup win, um, and guys have had to step into that role. And, and and this year we've had guys that have come from other teams that have stepped in admirably. I mean, they've they've been as good of leaders as I've seen here. Um, and that's, you know, counting Mike and that's counting JC and guys like that. So, um, you know, Trevor and Larry are about as good as leaders I've ever been around. So Matt O'Donnell stepped up huma- tremendously this year. Calvin's always been a great leader. I mean, he's one of the guys that guys look up to just for his longevity mm-hmm. and the fact he's played for Edmonton for so long. And Mondo's great on the on the D-line. Um, you know, so, you know, even Forrest Hightower. Forrest was voted one of the well, alternate captains as well. So that tells you something about our secondary, uh, about how much respect he has earned uh, from being there. Kenny Stafford was one of the guys as well that was uh, voted on in, in uh, training camp from the, from the guys on offense. So, you know, we've got a number of guys that have been here that understand it uh, how to how to do things the right way, how to do it, how, as we say, the Eskimo way. Um, so that's been tremendous. As far as our defense is concerned, um, the one thing I will say that's, you know, we're aggressive. Our guys play hard on every snap. They get after it. Um, you know, obviously we've changed up some of our schemes and done different things, but the thing that they do very well that they hold each other accountable to is, they run to the ball. They hustle. Mm-hmm. They pursuit. They get after people. And you know, we watched. And I mean, you watch the Winnipeg game, and there's the one one uh, Dembski cut back on our defense and ran across the field. And when you stop the play, when he ran out of bounds on the four yard line, there was 12 guys in that frame. So that's that's unheard of. You don't see that. I watch football a lot, and when you watch guys do that. And they did it for 42 of 43 snaps because only one snap we hold held them accountable to everyone. Only one snap that we see not everyone get in those frames. So that is one thing that sets our defense apart from everybody is the fact that they know what it's like to hustle and they will they take that to heart. And so you know we talk about getting lucky and our you know that you know the more you hustle the luckier you get. And you know that's what our defense is built on and predicated on. But the schemes have been outstanding. Again, they're pressure oriented. So we try to affect the quarterback on every snap, whether that's with our front doing different things or bringing people out of the secondary or just mixing up coverages. But, you know, aggressive and hustling to the ball is pretty much what the change has been. BC Lions for the second time around this season coming up on Thursday night. Uh, the early part of the season, I know it's tough to prep because you don't know much about teams. Now you're going round two with the BC Lions. What's the difference in your game prep this week compared to yeah, the first time? Yeah, you just got more film to look at. You know, you're game, able to game plan off of what they're doing more more so or what you think they may do. I mean, we have a lot of history on offense playing against Stubler and playing against uh, Clay Brooks, so we kind of know the philosophies that they, they teach. Um, and then now it's just about watching the players that are, are doing it and you know looking at how they play things so you try to take advantage of weaknesses that you see and exploit things um, you know and you know ultimately you try to play to your strengths so um, on defense you know you get more time watching Mike run the offense with the players that he has and the schemes that they're running and so you feel more comfortable going in kind of understanding what they may or may not be trying to do and then special teams the same I mean you look at see what what they're teaching uh, techniques they're using and how to again exploit their weaknesses and then you know obviously match up better that's a big thing on special teams is when you get three or four weeks in you can now match up 
your opponent with the skills that you have or the players that you have. And that's a big part of special teams is matching up right. And so when you have more film to watch, you're able to do that better. So, you know, hopefully we match up better this time when we play them. You've, uh, since you've been off, the Lions have played twice, two classic CFL games. I mean, the comeback by the Stampeders to beat them with the perfectly executed uh, short kick and then winning on a rouge. There's nothing more CFL than, than that game on the weekend. Uh, your thoughts on, on those two games, two games you won't see anywhere else? Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. I mean, they're, they're definitely CFL-esque. Um, you know, the, the Calgary game was, you know, you, you look at, you know, that game and it looks like it's out of reach with a minute and a half to go and they need two scores and they get one and get a two-point conversion then they go down and uh, get an onside kick and go down and score again I mean it was pretty remarkable that finish in that game um, you know I know when Mike went off the field after running in for a touchdown and doesn't see the field again until he's down four points with 20 seconds that's hard to swallow um, so a tough tough loss there um, obviously we know Calgary's Calgary they're always tough to beat so when you have them beat it, it, you know it sucks to kind of lose one like that and then this last game I mean yeah the game generally when it comes down to a kick at the end you know you probably say it could have been one in other other ways but you know for a missed kick to win it you know in Toronto that, that's uh, 17 yard end zones too. 17 yard end zones exactly yeah. so you know that's you know that probably could only happen in Toronto. Or, yep. You know, they, Toronto yeah, has a sure. better chance of running it out if yeah. they're playing in BC plays. But you know, that's everyone knows that that's what that what you're dealing with when you play in Toronto at BMO Field. So, you know, you just say it's a CFL ding. All right, Jason. Thanks for this. Good luck against the no Lions. Problem. This week. Appreciate that's, it. That's uh, Eskimos head coach Jason Moss. By the way, the Eskimos announced some special ticket initiatives today. You can head to the website to check it all out. Twenty-two dollar general admission tickets plus kids seventeen and under get in free for all the summer games, including the Labor Day rematch. Uh, 8 o'clock game time, 6 o'clock for the countdown to kickoff Thursday night from Vancouver, the Eskimos and the BC Lions. My name's Morley Scott. Have a great night, everybody.